Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We are talking this week about let's celebrate. We need to celebrate. And don't really hear that a lot in Hope Is Here because, you know, I love to encourage you. And mainly I do it with scripture and the stories of uh, when God's helped me and our wonderful guests and to share how God's helped them to overcome just tremendous pain and suffering in their lives, the trials and tribulations that Jesus warned warned us that, unfortunately, this side of heaven we'd have in this world. But I'm so thankful in the next breath that Jesus said, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And he proved that later when he conquered death after that horrific death on a cross and that tomb was empty and hope was alive because of Jesus. But man, I just know that God wants us to celebrate some. In 2023, we're still in January and Maybe some of your goals, your New Year's resolution, you kind of got off track. And last week, we really tried to help you with going forward and had Lyndon Tupin on, just did a great job talking about our choices and how they make us. We make our choices and our choices make us. And I'm not beating anybody up. I'm just wanting you to realize that we do have a choice on a lot more things than we admit. We focus on maybe one area. Uh, maybe we don't have the total choice in, but we can always choose how we react to it, right? And, uh, man, if you missed last week's programs, really want to encourage you to go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org. And check out our 14-minute programs. Or if you love listening to podcasts, whatever platform you're on, we're on all of them, Spotify, Podbean, uh, iTunes. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, so go type in Hope Is Here and uh, hope you'll subscribe to that. And uh, we would appreciate it. If you've been blessed by our program, leave us a review. It's a great source of encouragement to us, and it helps us uh, helps other people to find us more quickly with the more reviews we have. But you know one of the things that about celebrating, uh, going to go back in the Old Testament, a little Second Chronicles. To be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever shared anything out of Second Chronicles in my over five years now of doing Hope Is Here. But in the Old Testament, they knew how to celebrate. Share from 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verses 21 through 23. If you've got your Bible, turn to that. It says, All the Israelites present in Jerusalem celebrated the Passover, the Feast of Unraised Bread, for seven days. Celebrated exuberantly, the Levites and priests praised God day after day, filling the air with praise sounds of percussion and brass. Hezekiah commended the Levites for the superb way in which they had led the people in the worship of God. You know, friends, I love uh, when I'm at worship on Sundays at church just to, you know, watch people worship. And, you know, everybody has different styles of worship. Some just kind of sit there and sing. Uh, Sometimes don't. People don't sing. They just read the words, and uh, other people start to lift their hands, maybe just one hand. Uh, and uh, i just tell you, if you need a good laugh, you need to uh, just Google Tim Hawkins. Uh, he's a comedian, just hilarious, and he's got a little two-minute video clip about uh, hands in worship and just talking about uh, the different ways that people raise their hands and uh, it, it is a riot so I would encourage you to check out Tim Hawkins little two minute video on hands in worship uh, but you know friends I tell you I used to be really awkward uh, about that you know didn't want to lift my hands in worship but I tell you uh, when life kicked my butt and uh, 2001, I had to file bankruptcy, the flood, the bankruptcy, the divorce, lost my home. It 
you, a lot of you list hopes here, you know all that. Uh, man, I was at a point in my life I was so broken, I didn't know if I wanted to live anymore and even had thoughts that I didn't want to live, which is why I wound up starting Hope Is Here. And uh, I, I say all that just to say that, you know, when I would go to worship and at the time I was going to South and Christian, it was a big church, and uh, I would sit in the back and row and I just wept through the services as my heart was so broken on how life had just taken such a drastic turn in my life and in my mid-30s just never believed that um, life was going to plan out that way and or play out that way and I know some of you listen today like hey man I get it Greg my uh, life's not really played out the way I thought it would either Yet I will tell you during that broken season of life when I didn't feel like celebrating that uh, I would just I would sing. And then one day I just felt God's presence so strongly. Uh, it was a song, Open the Eyes in My Heart, Lord. And there was a part that says, Open the eyes in my heart, Lord. I want to see you. And I said that and I lifted my hands up so just singing that part. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. I need to see you with tears rolling down my face. And it was up until that point in my life, the most powerful worship moment I had ever had. So I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you this week, your church, just start maybe lifting your hands up to your waist, just your sides there, your side there, and just get your worship on and really um, just you were kind of it's kind of like a surrender and a, a, a physical motion to God that, hey, I'm inviting you into my heart and my mind. And friends, it's powerful, man. I don't mind now at all. In fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a powerful song. It was in the middle of the service after we'd taken communion, and um, most of the time, we're, we're not most of everybody's sitting down. And right before I come up to to preach God's word, share God's word, but the spirit was so strong, I just stood up and lifted my hands up. And honestly, I don't know if anybody else stood up behind me or not, but you know what? I don't care because I was getting my worship on, and. Uh, did again the next week, and uh, there was a guy sitting in the front row with me. This time he actually stood up with me, and I think others stood up, but I'm not sure. I'm not saying you have to do this, but I just think sometimes, especially as men, we don't feel like we can have freedom to worship, uh, showing our hands, lifting our hands up. And um, I tell you, man, for me, it was just a free and liberating moment back in 2001 when I did it. And 20 years later, I'm not saying I do it every time, but most of the time I do because it's just a way to – just worship God and invite him into my heart and mind. But if we go on looking at Second Chronicles chapter 3, verses 21 through 23, it says, When the feast and festival, the glorious seven days of worship, the making of offerings, and the praising of God, the God of their ancestors were over, the tables cleared, and the floor swept, they all decided to keep going for another seven days. Friends, I want you to think about that. That's 14 days that they were worshiping at this feast and festival. It says they just, it finishes up in verse 23, said they just kept on celebrating, which is what we're talking about this week, and they did it as joyfully as when they began. In other words, friends, they were getting their worship on. They were. They were getting their worship on. And friends, I mean, let's be honest. It gets to an hour on Sunday mornings in a church service. A lot of you start looking at your watch. Like, man, we almost done? And yet, back then, over 2,000 years ago, they had feasts and festivals that they celebrated for seven days of worship, thanking God, praising God, the God of their ancestors. 
but it was so powerful after they cleaned up everything. You think, all right, you know, I'm ready to go home and collapse. They said, no, we're going to do it for seven more days, and they celebrate as much as they did at the beginning. Friends, I pray and I hope for that revival at all our churches and in your heart and in your life. It starts with us individually for starting our churches, and that's with being there faithfully on Sunday. Friends, I love with technology that when we're sick or we're out of town, sometimes, uh, you know, we can watch our church service. We can participate that way. But, friends, if you're physically able, and I know some people aren't physically and um, because of illnesses, it happens. I understand that. But if you're able to be able to worship God in person, I want to encourage you you know, in fact, I want to challenge you to make sure that you're at your church every Sunday morning. And then if they have another thing, a Bible study, a life group, whatever, participate in that, friends. We only get 168 hours in a week. How many of those are you giving to God? It's hard to celebrate if we're on empty. And if we're just giving God that courtesy hour on Sunday morning, if you listen to this, I know that you desire more. But I have a friend that I mentor some, and um, great guy, and man, just one of the most talented, gifted people I know. But um, just he said, you know, I want to make sure I make spending God a priority in the mornings. And uh, about the middle of the second week of this year, I just checked in and said, hey, how's your heart and how's your head doing? And he said, well, I'm struggling. And I just asked, I said, how's that uh, quiet time with God in the morning doing? He said, well, to be honest with you, it's been kind of hit or miss lately. And I just text back, said, brother, you know I love you, but... As your spiritual coach and your friend, your brother, mentor in Christ, you got to make that priority. And I know you got a big to do list and you work out physically and you're an entrepreneur and got a couple different businesses going, but I'm telling you that 15 minutes there is going to help the other 23 hours and 45 minutes more than you can ever imagine. And he said, you know, I appreciate you saying that to me and keeping me accountable and calling me out. He said, uh, he said, I- I'm going to do that. And so he did it the next three days in a row. And I checked back in with him and said, hey, how's your heart? How's your head? And he said, much, much better. Still been a stressful week, a busy week, but those 15 minutes have paid off greatly. So, friends, if we're going to celebrate, truly celebrate, we have to spend time with God. It's like any relationship that you want to be a quality relationship, right? You have to spend time with that person. And your Heavenly Father loves to spend time with you, but He's not up there in heaven, you know, accusing you or condemning you, but He might convict you. Maybe He's doing that through uh, Greg Horn today. All right, as we close out today, and I can't believe this, but man, we're going to go on again tomorrow because this, uh, I think, it's just been a powerful talk this week about celebrating. Go look at three reasons to celebrate. Number one, it's just good for your health, it is good for your health. A number of studies have found that celebrating brings significant benefits, including improved physical health and better coping strategies. People who who take time to reflect on and celebrate their successes are generally more optimistic. They take better care of themselves, and they tend to be less stressed. Celebrations increase people's sense of well-being, regardless of socioeconomic factors, education, age, or gender. I want to read that one more time. Celebrations increase people's sense of well-being regardless of socioeconomic factors, education, age, or gender. Friends, you fall into one of those four categories there, okay? 
regardless of your socioeconomic status, no matter how much money you make, okay, what what income tax bracket, no matter your level of education, no matter your age or your gender, okay, that celebrations increase your sense of well-being. Friends, I'm not just coming at it from a spiritual perspective, which to me that's the root of all things, the foundation of everything in our lives, but I'm also coming to you with it from the academic, the research side of it, okay? Know that celebrating is good for your health. So I know somebody like, oh, how do I celebrate, Greg? Okay, I got you. Well, once again, friends, I think we make it too complicated, all right? The first thing is we got to be intentional about it, okay? We got to be intentional about it. If we don't make time, uh, let's be honest, it won't happen. And that starts with getting it on your calendar. Remember, if you want to see what a person's priorities are, look at their checkbook and their calendar. Where do they spend their money and where do they spend their time? So I can ask you, where are you spending your money and where are you spending your time? It's a game changer, friends. And to find time to celebrate, you may have to say no to something. But you've got to be intentional about it. I'm thankful for a great family. We celebrate birthdays and we celebrate accomplishments by people. And uh, it's just a, it's a priority to us. And we call each other when um, somebody does something good and just says, hey, congratulations on that. And we just got to be intentional, friends, about celebrating. Get it on your calendar and you may have to sacrifice something else, but I'm telling you, the trade-off will be great. And the second, we've talked about it, getting your worship on. I've been talking about that uh, throughout this week, but sometimes you're like me. you got to hear things three or four times before it clicks. Get your worship on. So, unfortunately, we're out of time, but, man, I hope you join us tomorrow. As we're going to wrap up, I'm going to share two more reasons why it's important to celebrate. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope Is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today. Dot today.